Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And we are back. And Julie, today is a milestone on the Harris U.S. tour. It Indeed. is day number fifty. Day number fifty. Incredible. I know. <laughs> yes, and we're we're on the. I think this would be like the last quarter of our trip. I guess we would say we're pointing the car from Indianapolis to Columbus, visiting family there for a few days, going to the Columbus Zoo, which if you haven't mm-hmm. been to, is I I know it's in the top five zoos in the country, so it's definitely worth visiting. So I was going to see some polar bears there. You're going to reunite with your grizzly bear friend. and uh, My grizzly bear friend. <laughs> well, that's overstating it. But there is a massive collection of massive, massive grizzly bears at the Columbus Zoo, which I'm looking forward to seeing for sure. Yeah. Whether they're friends with me, I will. we'll see if they remember. Better to be friends than not. I it's suppose. been a long time since it I've has. seen them. Yes. Wouldn't it be funny if they came running up to the glass <laughs> enclosure? You're back. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy. Oh, but anyway, so yes, we are in, we are in Indiana, actually, Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's a basically two hours to Columbus, and we're going to be staying, for those of you who are in the Columbus area, we are going to be staying at the Easton Hilton, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to uh, have some, I think probably 50% of the time we're going to be scheduled, because we've already made arrangements to meet with people and then Julie's family, and the rest of the time we're going to just be chilling in our old hometown, where Julie and I grew up, where we met, where we sold real estate, and where we left. So we will be there to spend time with some of you, if you'd like. I can imagine we're going to do some walking around Antrim Park or... You know, Julie mentioned the zoo or maybe Easton. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So do consider meeting up with us if you are certainly in and around central Ohio. It's always our pleasure and our honor. And we always enjoy um, meeting with all of you uh, one-on-one. It's uh, incredible to hear some of your stories, especially as you've been associated with our coaching company and following our system. It's incredibly motivational for Julie and I um, to, frankly, to, to it's one thing to see you guys sending us texts and things like that saying thank you, but it's another thing to actually meet with someone and see the real-life influence that Julie and I have had, or our business really at this point, has had on your lives. It's incredibly rewarding. And I'll tell you something else too. Julie and I had this experience yesterday. We posted pictures on Instagram. We are in a bookstore in somewhere in Iowa, right? Yes. Iowa or Nebraska? No, it was, was, Iowa. It was Iowa. Yeah, yeah it goes Nebraska, it goes Iowa. then Iowa as you're going yeah, east. Yeah, right. you're getting confused. <laughs> Road wary. <laughs> I know. But yeah, so it was Iowa, and indeed we found our book, Harris Rules, uh, sitting in a bookstore in Iowa. I think I mentioned this yesterday on the podcast, too. So if you've not purchased Harris Rules, there really are no excuses. It is the teal cover book. Some of you had the original version, which is a red book. The teal book is thousand percent better Um, and it's also available on audible so if you want to just download and listen to it that is a great idea as well and the book has got almost 500 five-star reviews on amazon so it's a great um you know obviously it's a great book that's having a lot of impact and again and we do sincerely mean this thank you for purchasing the book thank you for listening to the podcast thank you for being a coaching client thank you uh, thank you for allow julie allowing julie and i to live our life's mission of being service to all of you that is truly what our purpose our professional purpose in this planet is to do is to has to be part of your lives in a meaningful uh, beneficial way and and uh, you choose whether that's going to be the case and we certainly appreciate it and uh, yeah so Julie we are talking about something that is a request from yes. a coaching client and Several. a podcast listener 
Yes. Oh, and this person also is part of our EXP group, too. This is true. Yeah, so if you guys are interested, by the way, in joining EXP Realty, Julie and I, of course, would love to talk to you about being your sponsor. You can just text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206, or you can just text EXP to 47372 just text exp to 47372 and we'll text you back a video that you can watch uh, so you can get started on that path but this was a request um, from someone who is a was a self-identified um, serious introvert yes and if i remember correctly wasn't this it was a gal who was like a science teacher and she mm-hmm. quit her job as a science teacher or something or got laid off or i don't remember the whole fiasco yeah there's actually been several special requests for this one of them also came from a gal that we it with in Laguna Beach. Who oh, yeah. was uh, self-proclaimed, you know, people say things like, I'm not really a people person or I'm not really comfortable talking to my past clients. There's versions of this. Right. And there's also degrees of this. There's people who are all out hermits that, you know, you really have to talk them into leaving their house. And then there's people that maybe just aren't that practiced or polished at having real conversations and feeling comfortable in social situations. And so, they put themselves yeah. in, they've basically been on sort of a, a track of introversion their entire lives. Yes. And they just, like you said, they just never really learned the um, how to be more extroverted. In the gal, I'm, I'm sorry that I don't remember your name. I will remember it in a second. Um, yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> that we met in the Laguna. She actually yeah. said that one of the things that you told her, uh, you know, through one of our coaching sessions, the uh, Ford um, yes. you know, thing, which, has been, which is basic, you know, communication stuff that's been around forever. Uh, we didn't think it up, but it's so fantastic. You know, Ford stands for Family, Occupation, Recreation, Dreams. And she had been an introvert her whole life and self-identified as such. And she said she was able to, because of family occupation, recreation, dreams, all of a sudden finding yourselves having conversations in a meaningful way with people that she otherwise wouldn't have had the opportunity to. So I thought that was pretty cool. But these notes that Julie has prepared for all of you is the introvert's guide to being a real estate rock star. So uh, Julie Harris? Yes, 15 points that will transform you so that you can vote yourself off of Introvert Island. So here's a myth. We always start with some mindset points to tee you up, and this will be a multi-podcast uh, series, okay? So myth, you have to be a real people person to be successful in real estate. You've got to be gregarious, outgoing, and socially comfortable to be great at this. That's a myth, but here's the fact. Some of the highest level top producers in the country are self-proclaimed introverts. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, if you're not sure if you are naturally an introvert or an extrovert, ask yourself what you would do if you had no appointments this weekend with no worries in the world and plenty of time to spend doing something of your choice. Would you choose to spend that time with friends and family? Would you choose to spend the time by yourself? What would your plans be? Would your plans include other people? If so, you are probably an extrovert naturally. Would your plans include just yourself, like, you know, cozying up with a book for a couple of days? In that case, you're most likely an introvert. Introverts need solitude to recharge their energy, and extroverts need to be around other people to recharge themselves. Now, it's worth pointing out because, um, you know, some of you guys might appreciate this. Julie and I are both by nature. Nope, you're wrong. We're introverts, not extroverts. So in other words, Julie and I definitely prefer to be by ourselves or just our little triumphant with Zoe being the third. And uh, that's it. That's what we prefer. So when we're around other people, though we enjoy it, we do sincerely enjoy it. It's not something that we uh, gravitate towards. 
Or, though, again, we've trained ourselves to gravitate gravitate sure. towards it. For us to be in alignment with our mission, we knew we had to be more extroverted, so we trained ourselves to be. And it was not natural, and we had to force ourselves to do it. So we had to learn this as well because, you know, as Julie just said, I'm thinking about what we're going to be doing in Columbus this weekend, and my mind goes to this, the three of us going to the park, and yet I have a feeling we're going to be forced into extroverted things. Yes. But such is the way. Well, and, and to use some examples, okay, so we're naturally on the more introverted side but have trained ourselves otherwise just as we do our coaching clients. That's why we have this series of podcasts. Zoe, for example, is naturally more extroverted. She finds friends instantaneously anywhere in two languages. So she's a natural extrovert. Those of you who are coaching clients and you know Coach Rochelle, she is also a natural extrovert and some of our other coaches also. So you can kind of tell by uh, they tend to have more expression in their voice. They're, you know, like uh, Zoe actually hears fun and (laughs) will go towards it. Um, So here's the thing. Would it surprise you to know that all of these famous and successful people are introverts? According to them, Emma Watson, Eleanor Roosevelt, Bill Gates, Christina Aguilera, Warren Buffett, Michael Jordan, Albert Einstein, Gwyneth Paltrow, Harrison Ford, and even David Letterman, all of these were or are introverts. I sprinkled in the new and the old there, right? I know. I was going to say, there's a lot of people that, yeah, from the 90s and the 80s. I tried but to also, give a variety. But also, a lot of presidents were uh, natural sure. introverts, too. Yes. Uh, again, the big takeaway here is, and this is where all these points go, just wanted to make this really clear for you. And the reason that Julie and I like this topic is because oftentimes um, the whole introvert-extrovert thing comes up when people take the, uh, the DISC personality test, which we do have a free version of that you can take. If I'm remembering correctly, it's agentdisc.com, agentdisc.com. But um, a lot of times what will happen is basically that test is not seen as what it really is, which is pseudoscience. Pseudoscience is a fancy way of saying fake science. It's not real. So to pin all of your aspirations and hopes or to think that you don't have what it takes because you're an extrovert or an introvert is a huge mistake. Uh, And that's where we've seen a lot of this personality stuff get misused. You'll see oftentimes, you know, some DISC trainer or guru will essentially conduct tests and it'll be in a big group session. And, um, you know, oftentimes it's a bunch of around a a bunch of agents and they all magically come out as drivers. And Mm -hmm. we're going to skip back to Julie's introverted points here in a second. They all come out as drivers. But the reality of it is, is any self-administered test is going to be essentially hackable. In other words, people, Julie can take the test and come out in any personality style she wants to. Uh, even the longest, newest versions. Oh, more questions are going to make it so people are going to have, you know, you're, you're going to give more truthful answers. It's not true. Any self-administered te- uh, test by nature is a pseudo, is pseudoscience. It's just not real. It's not confirmable, verifiable. It's just, it is what it is. That stuff is useful, certainly. And I, you know, you guys will all find it useful when you take your agent disc test. But it is not something that you could look at as being, for example, an excuse not to be successful or that by itself, the reason that you're successful. So if you come out as an extroverted driver or rather an introverted driver or you come out as an extroverted expressive person, don't think that in itself is going to get you into the end zone because it won't. Those t- those personality tests, again, are for entertainment purposes only. And whether you, you are naturally introverted or extroverted, you have an equal chance of being successful. So again, please do not let anybody convince you because you're a natural introvert that you shouldn't be in sales. That is a bunch yeah. of hooey. And I'll even double down on this. Some of our most successful coaching clients have been introverts by far. Some of the most successful people on planet Earth, introverts. And the reason introverts, and again, going back to this gal in um, uh, Laguna Beach and a lot of other people that are attracted to coaching, people that are attracted to coaching are naturally looking for a system. Yes, they are. And not only that, but they follow the system. Yeah. Because, you know, they're, uh, 
they it's hard to say whether they're more coachable naturally but i think that they recognize it in a different way the people that are more gregarious and outgoing i think that they do attract a, maybe a few more natural sales in the beginning and then that wears off and they think well it's all personality based i just have right. to hit it off because they had some success with it versus the person who knows they're an introvert and recognizes in themselves that this is something to work with. Right. So with regards to those tests, I'm glad that you brought that up. It is a guide. It is not a medical diagnosis. Okay. There is nothing wrong with you. So um, that's part of the point of this uh, podcast series. So in fact, introverts can be really powerful speakers, salespeople, entertainers, entrepreneurs, great leaders. As you mentioned, there's presidents that have been all different personality styles, but how do they do it? Uh, there's an author named Susan Cain that I like. She wrote a book called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking, was chosen as one of the top TED Talks ever in the history of TED Talks. According to her, no one is 100% introvert or extrovert. Many people are a mix, but probably tend strongly towards one or the other. But society has long rewarded the more outgoing, attention-grabbing types of personalities and ostracized the introverted. Kane says that it's okay and even beneficial to just be yourself. Don't try to force yourself into becoming the quintessential driver personality, as you just mentioned, if that personality type isn't you. It doesn't mean you won't be successful. So now that you're ready to embrace your introverted temperament, you will see how you can navigate more easily in the fast-paced, aggressive world of real estate. So we have... I believe 15 points we're going to help you with. I want you guys to write these down. And if you're already doing it, that's great. Put a big star or a smiley face next to that so that you continue to practice that point. But if it's something that kind of resonates and you go, yeah, you know what? I can see how that might help me. I need to practice that. Then that becomes your homework. So point number one, of course, is a mindset point. Have confidence in the person you are. The more comfortable you are in your own skin, the less you will allow criticism to overly affect you. What I often say in coaching, Tim, is be yourself first, be yourself in real estate second, so that you don't, so, you know, people sometimes say, well, gosh, I'm not comfortable changing my personality. Well, unless you're actually an axe murderer or something like that, you don't have to actually change your personality. You just have to enhance it. Does that make sense? It does. And I actually was just thinking, um, I have have to take a half step back because I, I don't want people to misunderstand. Mm-hmm. When you look at, for example, the quintessential perfect real estate salesperson, they're versatile. Uh-huh. You can't really tell what personality style they are. That's but true. if you're coming to the business and you're a natural extrovert and you basically just pin your hopes on people's ability in your ability to get along with people and people liking you, you will not ascend as far at, up the mountain as an introvert who basically becomes skills based. Now, with that said, it, who never is that extrovert. Now, that said, if you're naturally an extroverted person, and you then develop skills, real honest to God skills that are not just dependent on your personality and your ability to, you know, win people, right? Then you're going to be unstoppable. So the best combination actually is somebody who's skills based, who's versatile. But if you're starting out from ground zero, an extroverted person that is willing and knows that they have to set their ego aside and learn to be skills based, that person's going to have an advantage in the marketplace for sure. Yes, this is true. Thank you for clarifying that. Uh, Point number two, use scripts that don't sound like scripts. Know your material cold. We talk about scripts all the time, conversation outlines. Knowledge equals confidence and ignorance equals fear. Introverts tend to also be perfectionists, thus they're likely... Uh, they're less likely to speak up if they don't feel what they're saying is correct or right or accurate. So you've got to polish your speaking. And this is something where the more analytical minded who are coachable tend to shine because they do actually learn their scripts and understand them. I, I put in here a secret. We mentioned it at the top of the podcast, the Ford memory jogger is your best friend. Ford stands again for family, occupation, recreation, dreams. 
great icebreaker conversations. They put the focus on the person you're talking to and away from yourself. Should we hover there? Yes. So here's one of the best ways ever to get people to like you. And this is going to seem counterintuitive, especially for those of you on the extrovert side of the equation. Do not talk about yourself. Yep. Even if people ask you about yourself, they don't really care. Your mama, maybe, but beyond that, no. So do not talk about yourself. And it's natural in conversation for someone to basically, you know, you to assume you're using Ford, right? So you're starting out talking with someone about family, family, occupation, recreation, dreams. Well, you know, you're going to ask them questions about their family, and then you're going to sort of feel it's your time to answer questions about your family. Well, give a, trust me when I tell you this, don't do it. Focus, say, well, we've been here, you know, uh, how, how long have you lived here? How, you know, do you have children? Do you guys have family around here? Just the whole family thing can, that by itself can be a great conversation. And then when it's your turn to talk, answer the question really quick and then go back to asking them questions. Oh, you mentioned you had a little girl who's eight years old. What school does she go to? That kind of thing. Well, maybe Zoe and her can play or, right? So do not talk about yourself. Do not talk about yourself ever. Pay attention to how oftentimes you use personal pronouns. Julie and I are uh, always uh, watching uh, ourselves to make sure we don't talk about ourselves mm -hmm. too much because we know people do not give a rat's ass beyond what we can do for them. And that's ultimately how everyone thinks. So I want you to be really careful that you don't end up talking about yourself because that is going to be a turnoff for everybody. And here's what happens. As you develop the art and science of being somebody who is more uh, versatile, who knows how to follow the forward conversation outline, who doesn't talk about themselves, then what you're going to discover is that you're going to be an attractor of people to you. People are going to want to be around you and want to talk to you simply for the fact that they know when they're around you, you show interest in them. It'll all be subconscious, right? But their egos and their wanting to be accepted is going to make it so that you become somebody who is very interesting to them, not because you're you know, talking about yourself, but because you're showing interest in them. And so you're going to walk into a room or a line at Starbucks or wherever you happen to be, and they're going to gravitate towards you because you make them feel good because you show interest in them. That, guys, if you just remember that little uh, you know, piece of it, that is all the uh, books that you ever find at Barnes & Noble that are telling you how to win friends and influence people. I just encapsulated it. It's right there. Julie? There you have it. So point number three, recharge your mental, emotional, and spiritual batteries every day. What makes you tick? Introverts are rejuvenated by quiet, dedicated time to themselves. This can be a walk, meditating, biking, or just reading for 20 minutes. Refill the cup. For, for me, it could just be exercise. Maybe yep. it's going on a walk with you. Maybe it's just reading for 10 or 20 minutes. Just something that kind of refills the cup. Make sure that you're doing that on purpose because if you're not, you will hit the wall and you will simply feel burned out. And that's when you can, you know, blow a whole week or a couple weeks or a month. And then that becomes a quarter. And that's when you come to coaching saying, I'm just off my game. I'm in a rut. Well, it might be because you just haven't been taking care of your own mental, emotional, and spiritual batteries. Does that make sense? It, it does. And I was just thinking of all the, you know, it's a lot of uh, people like to, um, they'll take pride in never reading fiction books or things like that. Mm -hmm. You guys got to find something, especially if you're more introverted, but find something that's going to force you to unplug from your normal thought patterns. If you're listening to science fiction books, that's great. Listen to science fiction books. Do anything that starts to stimulate uh, a, you know, different thought patterns in your head. But I'll tell you the secret science to really making it so that it almost becomes transcendental when you're trying to unplug. Do something that requires thinking with your hands. 
And that can be arts and crafts. That can be, you know, working on a car. That can be doing yard work. That can be anything that, because when you're using your hands and you're thinking, you're using both sides of your brain simultaneously. And that's the reason that that stuff is so uh, rewarding. A lot of people like to do things with their hands that requires thinking. Not a lot of thinking, right? I'm not telling you to figure out how to become a brain surgeon. But if you're like Julie loves to garden, you know, and I love to work on cars. And Zoe loves to, what do you love to do, Zoe? Play with Barbies? Play. Play, okay, (laughs) right? So anytime you're going to combine those activities, you're going to get a lot better um, recharge, then when you go back to work, you're going to feel like you did have some downtime and your brain's going to feel, and you're going to feel much more, I think, happy if, if, if there's not a better word for it, but certainly content, certainly level-headed and less likely to feel uh, burned out. If you do feel burned out, if, whether you're you know an introvert or an extrovert, it's because you haven't unplugged. So take, force yourself to go do something that involves your hands and involves your head um, and Julie mentioned exercise. Exercise mm-hmm. is one of the best ones ever because there's all kinds of side benefits from that. Direct and side benefits, right? You're meeting people. You're doing something with weights you're, that's going to require some mental you know, strength. It's going to require some physical strength. It's good for your body. It's good for meeting other people, right? I mean, that's the reason we're such, and many other reasons why we're such huge advocates of you guys going to the gym. And don't just go and put some headphones on and walk mm-hmm. around like a zombie. Make sure you're right. doing group workouts so you can then force yourself to have interaction with other people, introverts. Yeah. And then guess what? You could do real estate deals. Well, that's a great place to practice the Ford memory jogger too. Yeah. You know, you're standing around well, waiting to go to the gym. You're working out next to somebody. You're walking to the parking lot with somebody. Well, we don't even sell real estate you know. anymore. And it's so funny just from you and I going to the gym, like even talking about ourselves right now, it makes me uncomfortable just truthfully. But even us, you when we go to the gym mm-hmm. and normal you, you, you and I, you know, we practice what we preach and we forward people and we, and we're back in Puerto Rico and we've gotten to know so many people and not a lot of them know about us. They know about Zoe, of course, but they don't know a lot about us. They don't know what we do, but when they find out about real estate, then they start talking to us as if we were practitioners, mm-hmm. active practitioners, which we're not, but oh my gosh, just from going to the gym, just by showing interest in them, if you and I were selling real estate in Dorado, uh, Puerto Rico, we would be doing all the deals. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, one more point or wrap? It's up to you. No, one more point. Okay, one more point. So write this stuff down, guys. Point number four, act as if you're an extrovert without losing yourself. Who do you know who has positive and outgoing traits and is well-respected? Begin to blend your natural tendencies with a few other traits that will increase your versatility. This isn't to say that you should be fake. In fact, you might find out that you actually have some latent outgoing traits already within you. You just haven't brought them out. Now, so here's a nice little hack for that. Um, I hate the word hack, but it is. And uh, where, if you're, well, this works for ladies or men, but where are things that attract uh, people to you? And uh, ladies are, again, very good at this. They'll wear, you know, bangles and bracelets and jewelry and brighter colored clothes and things like that. So if you're an introvert and your natural color palette is grays and browns and things that are basically going to help you hide, do the exact opposite because then that's naturally going to attract people to you because people's brains think subconsciously that an extroverted person is going to wear more jewelry, an extroverted person is going to, you know, but again, uh, try to break from the behavioral patterns of how you present yourself. If you're wanting to attract different types of people to you, we keep, keep on me. Yeah, right. Exactly. But we keep on meandering back to DISC and let's round the bend with just one final point on that. And then we can Mm -hmm. uh, wrap for today and then get on the road again and Mm -hmm. go to Columbus, Ohio. So uh, DISC, now, there's been a lot of bunch of different studies done on this stuff, and again, Julie and I, well, I think we've made it um, clear what our, uh, what our 
professional approach to it is. It's basically for entertainment only. But I'll tell you this is kind of fascinating. So in all the different studies and new studies and you know updated studies that have been done on different personality styles, it's always shown – well, the original studies that um, – I'm forgetting his name all of a sudden. Uh, do you remember his name? The, Marston? Was it Marston? Marston? Yeah. yeah. That originally did he, – he, his opinion was that there were not as many – like the driver was the, sing, the least common personality style. And if I remember correctly, the amiable was the most common. And I, th- I think it went driver, analytical, expressive, then amiable, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Yep. Well, a couple of little interesting facts. So if you're, for example, on the introverted side, if you're a driver or an analytical person, you know, let's put some value on the research because it does have use, as I'm about to demonstrate to you. And you find yourself only doing business with and associating with and being friends with other people that are also introverted. You're only really working with less than half of, the, of all the different types of people out there. So in other words, you are shunning people that are more extroverted than you because you don't have the versatility to actually know how to even associate, get along, let alone do business with them. And that's something that's really fascinating that when people allow themselves that little epiphany, when they allow them that, that little aha, you know, ask yourself who your, your spouse or your partner is. Ask who you work with. Ask what you do for a living. You know, ask yourself, right? Look around. Be introspective. You will find that in most cases, you've built a world around you that is just exactly like you. It's a mirror of you. And, and I remember when Julie and I sold real estate, it was so funny. There were neighborhoods, communities that if you had, for example, a buyer you're working with, and that buyer was some, you know, amiable person who, you know, just that type of person, really, uh, really welcoming, wants to, you know, get to know you, wants to talk about kids all the time. And just those types of people, the people that are easy to communicate with, easy to be around, very accommodating, very loving, usually, usually big kids or big families and all the rest of it. Well, you could take them to a neighborhood that was full of uh, drivers and uh, analytical people, and they wouldn't like it. And they wouldn't know why they didn't like it. Well, the reason they didn't like it is because the neighborhoods, the houses, even the architecture, the cars that were on the street, how people appeared when they were walking did not feel comfortable to them. They had, you know, lacking versatility. But if you were to take those people and you were to take them to amiable neighborhoods, you know, there would be kid junk everywhere. You pull in the neighborhood and there's, you know, plastic stuff in the kids' backyards. I'm kind of... Yeah, no, but I remember sending those types of buyers to drive through those potential neighborhoods before we were about to show some of those houses, right when kids were getting off the school bus, so they could see that it's a oh, family totally. neighborhood. And that really resonated with them. So, yeah, it, I mean, it, there's all kinds of different ways you can apply this. Again, it, it is not hard science, but it's more about being observant of who you're talking to, what turns them on, what's important to them, getting out of your own head, not making it about you all the time, right? and becoming more versatile. And I'm going to uh, close with this one little well, uh, research Because that really yeah. is the point. It, yes, if you're an int- the point. If you're an introvert or an extrovert, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, if you really want to achieve the highest levels of success in your business and professional life, and your mission and you're in alignment with you know what our mission is which is being of service to other people and the other people that we're being of service to are you real estate practitioners around the globe well your mission should be being of service to the people in your local market to help them buy or sell real estate well if you're really in alignment with knowing that that's your highest and truest purpose on planet earth personally and professionally then you have a moral obligation to learn to be more um, versatile and knowing how to work with different personality styles sure. and and that is because then you're going to realize that um, even though there are some uh, you might take more effort 
for you to basically work with an expressive person. Or if you're expressive, it's going to take more effort for you to deal with an analytical person. On the other side of that is you're going to have a much, much richer, fuller life. And then over time, you actually become more blended. You become more versatile. And you then are unidentifiable as what you are because you are able to walk into any situation, be it in any environment, and you are not uh, you are able to communicate and you're able to help and you're able to be of service to all different personality styles, whether they're introverted or extroverted, and they want to do business with you. That is the next level. That's part of that je ne sais quoi, that little mm. it factor that people all long to have. Yes. And so this, I think, is a fun thing to study, too, as you're working on becoming more versatile. One of the things that I always remember is an interview I saw with Johnny Depp on um, Actors Studio, I believe it was. And I swear to you, he must have had like three sentences the whole time. It was a struggle to interview him because he was such an introvert when he was just in that one-on-one situation. And yet, he stars in Pirates of the Caribbean. How can those two things be true at the same time? Because he's worked on his versatility, because he's used it for his acting. And there's lots and lots of different examples of that. It's well, okay. It's true with most actors, actually. Yeah. If you've ever seen Keanu Reeves' interview, that is hilarious. But yes, that's another yeah, even, example. I mean, Tom Cruise, uh, you know, all of them, all of the pretty much, they're all um, studied professionals. They've and, worked I mean, on we're it. talking about actors, you know, but that's true even with really authors. With, like if you get Julie and I out of our wheelhouse of, of about 12 different topics, <laughs> we're not that fluid with those things. But with the things that we're good about talking about, we're the best at talking about them. Well, you guys are like that too. But make it so that when you're presenting and you're talking and you're communicating, it does become like a script to, to Julie's point. It's okay to have a scripted approach to conversations it with helps. people when you're learning to be more uh, versatile. And after a while, when you become more versatile, then you even forget that you're supposed to be following the Ford script because you just naturally do. It because becomes you, more natural. Because you know it gets you the output. So don't be listening to what we're saying and saying, oh, that's just fake. That's not me. Mm-mm. That's your ego not wanting you to change, Right. That's your ego wanting you to stay small and not putting yourself at risk of maybe possibly having to make yourself even mildly uncomfortable one day somehow, possibly. Well, it's lazy. <laughs> yeah, really, well. That's what it is at the end of the day. But we've given them some homework, some things to chew on, some things to work on, and we will continue this series tomorrow. So I think that's a good place to stop. Um, if you guys are ready to join the coaching program, as many of you are, Premier Coaching, you can be in a, a Premier Coaching client for around $100 a month. Just go to timandjulieharris.com, click on Coaching, and click on Premier Coaching, and you can join for around $100 a month. Or if you'd like us to text you a link um, and also receive a free book called The Real Estate Treasure Map, which we've just updated, please text the word SUCCESS to 47372. Text the word SUCCESS to 47372, and we'll text you back a link, and you can join the Premier Coaching Program. This is absolutely positively the best time to join Premier Coaching Program, our Premier Coaching Program, because it will put you in a position to have an amazing year next year. You are giving yourself some runway to uh, learn how to be a listing agent and to learn our exclusive system. And that way, when you start out into the new year, you're going to already have momentum. If you need us for anything, if you want to talk with me about joining our eXp group, just text me directly at 512-758-0206. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.